Hey, this is a preview of a premium bonus episode of Champagne Sharks. If you enjoy the episode, subscribe at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks for $5 a month to get access not only to the rest of this episode, but to all the premium bonus episodes of the past, the whole archive. So that's a great deal. And without further ado, here we go. Hey, what's up, Champagne Sharks? Um, this is T. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Rawls, R-I-C-K-Y-R-A-W-L-S. And you can also find us on the group account, uh, Champagne Sharks, one word, on Twitter. And we have with us Mike. Hey, everybody, this is Mike. You can find me on Twitter at BlackException1. Um, and you can also submit any questions or suggestions to the email at champagne sharks at gmail. Ah, yes. Very true. Yes. Champagne sharks at gmail.com. Thank you. Yeah. You know, we have too many different ways to reach us. I'm thinking maybe stopping the curious cat and just have people email us because it's a little <laughs> weird to, um, you know, juggle all that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Those curious cat questions are funny, though, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are, like, really dumb, and I try not to answer them because I don't want to encourage people to keep asking more dumb ones, but every now and then I'll just answer a dumb one. But, yeah, and the weird amount of them are, like, homoerotic. I don't know what... Uh... Yeah, I remember that one guy asked you, are you thick? And I'm like, what? Yeah, with, with double C. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, that's one of the ones that felt like humoring. I was like, "Oh, screw it! I'll, I'll just uh, answer that one." But, but yeah, a lot of a lot of them are kind of strange. Um, yeah, you know what I wanted to talk about today was uh, blackface Drake, and you know that's gonna be the name of the episode, blackface, blackface Drake. Drake. Like it gets right to the point. And um, you know, I I had a I had a question about blackface Drake, and tell me what you think, because I, I was wondering, right, like. Do you think if a black guy did it, did it, it would have been as big a problem? I mean, like a, like a like a full black guy, like you know that you know people kind of think of as a uh, you know like uh, someone who grew up in the black community and was full black, and you know some someone yeah. no ambiguity at all. He's yeah, black, solid. His, his credentials are you know bona fide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, would there be a problem? It depends. It depends. I think you know people are so fickle and 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 phony with their outrage sometimes that it's just like it just depends on who it is and and what time it is when they do it. You never know what these people how they turn on you. They turn on you. They'll cool with you one minute, then they will turn on you the next. Yeah. So I like I can't like let me let me think of an example of a guy maybe. See, see, I don't know anybody who's actually put on the black face but i know people like jay-z had the cartoon where the coon figure was oh, yeah. was uh rapping so there's an animated 
yeah. kind of blackface. Or, oh, the, the the still a still a nigga song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the actual name of the song, but the chorus goes um still still a nigga. Doesn't that song? Yeah, well, see, that's different because I mean he's obviously trying to you know I, oh, the listen. story of OJ. That's the name of the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, yeah, I mean, he's doing a commentary, so uh, yeah. okay. Well, here's my question. Um, I remember there was um, that group Little Brother had an album called The Minstrel Show, and they had some pictures of those coon type characters, those blackface coon type mm-hmm. characters on the album, and then the group KMD, like that uh, East Coast rap group, the ones that did the gas face with third bass on their albums, okay. they used to have um the blackface thing like um they had one called black bastards and it was one of those uh types of blackface things like hanging from a noose and and um yeah they used it on various like singles and and they also had a t-shirt but their t-shirt had that type of coon character but it had the ghostbusters like thing over it you know where it's like crossing it out so um yeah actually i just showed you an example i just showed you an example i just sent you sent you a link so you can see examples of um the things but okay here's my question this is what i put on twitter i said what side of drake are black people matter at for the black face the white side or the black side are they mad because it psychologically registers as a white person mocking them or because it registers as a black person cooning hmm you know, that's a good question. I think I think it's I don't you know, it may not even be either either or it could be just because, you know, like other forms of hero worship and, and fantasy that we kind of partake in in this specifically with this weird generation. I think black people in general partake in a lot of fantasy. But in this case, you know, it's one of our idols of the culture doing something. And I think a lot of people that live vicariously through him are more disappointed in the fact that, you know, he looks fallible in that sense. So it disappoints them because they feel like they failed and took an L or failed and took that L, you know, right there along with him. But I don't think the I don't think the Drake stands are the only ones um upset. Like I think there's a I think like from his enemies to the people who like him but aren't stands, so the outright stands, I think have issues with that um, blackface I think thing. part of it stems from the fact that he just really didn't, ex- he's really, he still, to this point, hasn't explained it, hasn't explained himself that well. I mean, um, I think the uh, press release that he put out, but I think, um, I think even um, th- there was whole shot in that explanation. Like he wasn't being totally honest. Yeah. About what was going on in that situation. So it's like, okay, instead of just say, hey, I, I screwed up. Now you're, you're lying and it's just, it's just yeah. you're digging the hole a little bit deeper each time you've opened his mouth. But I think for me, for me personally, I, I never, I never was a fan of his. I, man, I, I really disliked him as an artist. Uh, I think I'm kind of with you on that. I'm, ne- I've never been a fan of his. I, I've had a few songs of his that I like, but I've never been a huge fan. Here's the thing, though. I don't even think the stands are upset. The stands are totally myopic. They're, 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 they're caping for Drake. Oh, yeah. At unprecedented levels, man. That's true. They are making excuses. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, people, that is uh, D Mills. He joined us. So. Oh, by the way, hi, everybody. It's D Mills. <laughs> you can catch me on Twitter at MDMills79. Sorry for the late entrance. I was having some technical issues getting mic'd up and everything. All right. It's all good. 
uh, this is this is what he said. I know everyone is enjoying the circus. Like he always sounds passive aggressive. Yeah. I know everyone is enjoying the circus, but I wanted to clarify this image in question. This was not from a clothing brand shoot or my musical my music career. This picture is from 2007, a time in my life where I was an actor and I was working on a project that was about young black actors struggling to get roles, being stereotyped and typecast, which makes you wonder like, where is the project? Like, you know, but whatever. The photos represented how African-Americans were once wrongfully portrayed in entertainment. Me and my best friend at the time, Mazin Elsa Dig, so, you know, he made sure to, <laughs> Throwing his, throw his fellow friend of the Man, bus. That is, that's typical of what we think of this guy. It's like, you, you, you're so, oh, he's just gonna, come on, that's just, you violated right there, partner. With yeah, the, yeah. And, and this guy doesn't have like millions of dollars on a fan base like you. So just, you know, why you gotta throw him under the bus? Like, like, like you don't wanna do your dirt on your own or take the fall on your own. Like, you know, my friend he did, did it too. My friend did it too. It was a straight 448 moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me and my best friend at the time, Mazin Elzadig, who is also an actor from Sudan, were attempting to use our voice to bring awareness to the issues we dealt with all the time as black actors at auditions. This was to highlight and raise our frustrations with not always getting a fair chance in the industry and to make a point that the struggle for black actors had not changed that much. Now, mm. <laughs> woke drink, huh? <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but you know, one of the problems with that is uh, you know, internet detectives do their thing. Yeah. So they found this thing from Atlanta Black Star. And actually, there's been a bunch of uh, articles about Drake talking about how he never really experienced racism and racism never touched him. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. So, so until, until he came to America in the rap industry. Yeah, this, this is what he said. Atlanta Black Star. Drake says he only experienced racism after coming to America after fame. Then he said... I never really noticed color. That's a quote. So he's so he's talking about this thing in Canada. He was caving yeah. by racism, but yeah, he says he never experienced it till he came into America and his music career hit it big. Wow. And he said, um, when asked if his experience as a performer with mixed hair, mixed parentage affected him, his mother is Jewish and his father is black. He said in Canada, much of the culture is blended. I always had friends from different, all different backgrounds, all different walks of life. We all get along. I never really noticed color, religion. We don't live like that. There's not that much segregation in Canada, especially in Toronto. It's a cultural mosaic. You don't ever develop hate. Um, then he said, the first time I ever really experienced oh. racism. Unless you're in the movie industry, apparently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> apparently. The first time I really experienced racism was when I got famous and went to America and people would challenge me like i don't understand how it works or like or oh, you're canadian you'll never understand the black american struggle uh that was the first time i ever had gotten challenged if i ever feel like an outsider it's because i'm not american so, oh so wait a minute so is he saying that black people black americans were the ones being discriminatory towards him that's what it sounds like to me that's his example of racism that he's experienced i'm guessing i mean maybe he's in white americans were too but 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 basically he said that he not even racism. He said uh, it was more like a cultural thing. He said he got more in trouble for being Canadian than for being uh, black. Hmm. And then he says, I, I repeat, that was the first time I had ever gotten challenged. And he added, if I ever feel like an outsider, it's usually because I'm not American. So he says, this was the first time he felt like an outsider. And it's usually because he's not American, not because of being black. So run that back with the statement about, you know, 
project about young black actors being typecast. And, but okay, here's something else, right? Let's say this really was why he was doing this blackface thing. He, he was wearing blackface themed clothing. It was like a coon themed clothing. Let's say that was true, right? Your biggest takeaway yep. from all that imagery from the blackface is you as an individual and your boy aren't getting the type of roles you want. Like that's the level to which you've atomized this thing. You've individualized this thing. It's not about, wow, the prison industrial complex is fucked up or the society is fucked up or there's police brutality or what's with the wealth gap or why is it worldwide black people are in a fucked up state due to residual damage from and ongoing damage from colonialism, imperialism, exploitation, capitalism. No, it's like you're using this serious thing that has the deaths of thousands to millions behind it that kind of imagery right to bitch about me 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 Little like, aubrey not getting enough acting roles or getting enough callbacks or whatever yeah middle class me you know who's doing better than a lot of people growing up with my jewish mom in a white neighborhood no, everybody's doing better than him he started from the bottom what are you talking about did you guys see that clip with him uh he was going on a tangent about something and then he was like yeah they tour with the clips they tour with this they tour with pharrell you know i was like yeah that's that nigger oh yeah, saying, i saw you know, it that's that nigger. I you put you that that? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> he said it like with the heart he said it like you with know the hard er yeah, but he said it like he, he wasn't comfortable in his mouth you know, off off wherever doing whatever somewhere else it just sort of it bugged me man it, it bugged me because it was like somebody i looked up to at one point it was somebody that i was like i used to see i would be like yo that's that nigga you know what i'm saying <laughs> he's doing his thing he opened for jay you know he had records he was killing him he worked with pharrell he worked with the clips yo yo he said it like when they're about to lynch somebody that's that nigger <laughs> yeah that's yeah, that that's nigger, that's right? nigger right dragging behind the truck <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it like like you're talking about like your boy. He said like yo, that's yeah. that's that nigger. Right, right, but right. Just kind of let you know like he whistled at a white he whistled at a white woman. And if you look at the clip, like his he has a real contemptuous look on his face too. Like he, he, whoever he's talking about in that clip, they really pissed him off, and that 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 white side came out hard. <laughs> yeah. Also, you don't know, so you don't know who he's talking about in that. No, I don't. I, I didn't even bother uh, to look up what the context behind it was, but you know that's my bad. Yeah, he probably had to practice it because 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 his nigga sounds better now, so he's probably now, he's probably. Right. I mean, he's an actor. I think he's still. He's an actor, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Know? He's performing black. He's performing blackness, but hey, performing blackness. That's a. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great way to say it. He, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's what that's what Obama was doing a lot of the time. Mm, mm, mm. That's what a lot of these people are doing, man. That's, that's, yeah, when you think about it, a lot of these. Uh, I know we we know we're tired of talking about them, but a lot of our favorite, um, you know, blavity black folk, they're, they're doing the same thing. Even even the ones that are from America, born, you know, yeah, of descendants yeah. of slaves, but they're really performing. You know, they haven't really experienced anything black until you know they get to college or something. Yeah, it's weird. You know, like even going back to the black brunch piece or the black Thanksgiving yeah. piece and all that kind of stuff. These are people that seem like they are, you know, experiencing blackness from the outside and, you know, so much so that they feel like they have to write about their experiences, like do a journal about yeah. the shit, you know. And, you know, Drake is not different in that regard, man. You know, you've seen it in that little clip that I just mm -hmm. played right there. Um, he doesn't have a lot of experience with the culture like that. He's somebody he's been accused of being a culture vulture in the past 
pass, right? Uh, uh, Drake ass. Yeah. I, not to the extent that you would expect. Like, like, like the people who do do that tend to get like shouted down and called haters and stuff. The reason I was asking my question before about um, where people get mad if a, if a black guy did it. Like, for example, most Def did, did something in blackface once. But the problem with most Def is people assume if most Def is doing it, he's making a statement because a he statement. tends to be political. And so people didn't get mad at him for that. They feel like, you know, he's probably making um, some kind of statement. Whereas Drake, he never talks about black issues. So when he does it, yeah. it looks a little funny in the light. But also, I think I think a lot of people, they've been kind of accepting a lie. Like, like, like you know, you go to a strip club and you know a stripper doesn't like you, but you just kind of say, let's just pretend you do. You know, like... Yeah, that's the whole... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the whole, whole thing, thing you know you know because because i'm enjoying this so i'm just gonna suspend my disbelief and let's just both pretend that you know there's something going on like i feel like a lot of people deep down were doing that with drake like he didn't really register as authentically black to them but they're like you know what he's hot he's popping i like his beats and everyone mm. else likes him so yeah. i want to like him too i'm going to pretend that i'm perceiving him as black when i'm really perceiving him and i think the reaction to the blackface a lot of people kind of told on themselves by revealing that because i don't know to me something about it felt like some an outsider wearing blackface like, like, it, like to me it didn't feel like a black guy doing blackface it felt like we were being made fun of he's not he's not because he's not us he's not like us he's not we don't have anything in common with him black people in general really don't have anything in common with Drake. black people in america yeah and yeah i i agree and i think a lot of people kind of with the by the gut reaction to this i think a lot of people kind of reveal they felt like uh the same way you know i mean a lot of the blavity blacks i don't think probably cared really that much we get this all the time we are so open for this as a people you see that with like the kid rock situation how he came in you know, he got all the, garnered all the support from like black people, and then he switched to the game, and now he's a Confederate flag wearing, you know, redneck. Basically, he's he's put on this redneck persona now. Uh-huh. And, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. See, you, you know, with these comedians like uh, Michael Rappaport and Gary Owen and stuff, we let these people in, and we, we you know. But do you think Drake can do that? I feel like Drake has to keep a foot in the black community because I don't think anybody really wants a white black guy. I think I think like. A, a white guy, they'll let, they'll eventually let you come back to the white side if you yeah. get big enough. But so Kid Rock can come back and be a redneck. But I don't know if Drake can do that without portraying himself as some kind of authentic arbiter of blackness. I feel like for black people, you kind of have yeah. to because otherwise, because otherwise you're like Brian Gumble or something. Like you know, people don't really fuck with Brian Gumble like that. People, mm-hmm. Even white people think Brian Gumble's corny. Like like people expect a black guy to be cool and have some swag or yeah. something. You know. Yeah, but know. he's just not half white though. He's also Jewish, and uh, yeah. I think uh, I, you know, I think they'll be more accepting of him back into the community at some point. I, I don't even think he's on the outs with the community, to be honest. I don't. Well, here, here's something interesting, right? Would he wear Holocaust era anti-Semitic iconography? Never. Like you know, for example, a, a T-shirt with some protocols of Elders of Zion cartoons. You know, never. Or because he's also wearing like blackface themed clothing. There was this fashion line by this thing called Two Black Guys. It's a mm-hmm. it's a Canadian fashion line, uh-huh. right? Uh, and it was called the Jim Crow line. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the Jim Crow line and the people gave a statement. They're like, oh, it was to make, it was to be provocative and provoke conversation and stuff. And I was thinking when I saw it, I'm like, I don't think a black American would have cared to see that put that on there without context where anybody can just buy it and wear it. Like, you know. Is that a Canadian line? It turns out it's a Canadian line. I, I did the research. I, it turns out it's a Canadian line. And what I was thinking to myself is this doesn't seem 
right. Like, I don't think a black fashion line would just put a, something called a Jim Crow line. But they were black. They were black Canadians, though, right? Yeah, they were, they were black Canadians. They were black, that's just, that's right, let me rephrase. I don't think a black American line would do that. So when I found out I was a black Canadian, I said, I know how Canada is. I Let me look into this guy. So I pulled up an interview i kept looking for interview after interview of the guy who runs the line right because mm-hmm. i was looking for confirmation my assumption that he was going to be jamaican i looked and sure enough i uh, found it and he was jamaican but he also said he and his brother were the only two black guys in his town growing up he was just him and his brother they didn't see another black person until a girl joined their school in uh sixth grade and that was a third black person but he said that he was the son of a single mother it was just him and his brother and a single mother was straight from jamaica and they grew up like you know lots of like middle class uh predominantly white and he made he made it seem the way he discussed blackness i'll i'll put the clip in the um i'll put the clip in the show but he made it seem like a social choice like you know like wearing like being goth like 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 being a goth or being a jockey, you know, he was like, you know, I knew I was different. So, you know, I decided I'm just going to own it. You know, if I'm going to be different, then I'm going to be black and that's going to be, but he, he made it seem like a social choice, not like an oppressive reality. And so that made me think, why was this guy who grew up with white people is of Jamaican descent, raised in Canada, right? Why is he creating a Jim Crow couture line? And then Drake, who's half Jewish and raised with his, Jewish mother in a white neighborhood whose father left at five, so he doesn't have a cultural connection to the black community. Why is he modeling the clothes and then putting on the blackface, being shot by a white photographer? And, you know, it's like none of these guys have any actual connection to the history and the legacy and the pain of Jim Crow, you know? Yeah, totally clueless. And then what I was asking is this. Would a Jewish designer make a line full of, like, you know, hook-nosed Jews, like, conniving and... All those anti-Semitic propaganda cartoons that were big in in Europe and during the pogroms and the and the Holocaust, like would they make a line of would a Jewish person just pick a, a line where it's gonna be the the Holocaust line, you know, or the no or the pogrom? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right. Pogrom, pogrom line, you know, uh, there wouldn't even be a line like that for him to wear. And 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 a Jewish woman chimed in to say, "You're absolutely right. A Jewish designer would not would not do that." They would not even make that line that carelessly so that anybody, even a non-Jew, can just buy these clothes and wear it. Yeah. Sans context. Because you notice when black American artists use icon- iconography, they make sure that the context is unmistakable. Like like, like when Jay-Z puts it in the video, he's surrounding a whole commentary around it. So it's undeniable what he's bringing it up for. He, he's not just putting a, a clothing line with that character from the story of OJ just on yeah. it, you know, so that it can be devoid of any context yes or, or, or mis- like misinterpreted yeah. so yeah yeah to to, right. to me and this is something this is something that i'm gonna say too because i can say this as a haitian person because a lot of immigrants do this they will be careless with black american iconography but when it's their own shit they're very different and i'm like mm-hmm. why doesn't he make a line of some kind of jamaican atrocity something like maybe the british people did to the jamaican slaves or you know like like and i bet you he wouldn't yeah Mm. Yeah, I bet you. Would. So why do you think that? Why do you think that um, people feel so free to use Black American iconography 
to make those kinds of, of, of um, really disrespectful fashion statements and things like that? Why do you feel like people from outside of the Black American culture feel so comfortable to do that? I think it's maybe a love-hate thing. Like, what I think is this. I think they realize that there's a coolness to being associated with Black Americans. Yeah. But they also have a little bit of a contempt at the same time. So then what they do is, this is what I think happens. I think... They know it makes them cooler to be associated with Black Americans, or that Black Americans have a more. The world has more of a fascination with Black Americans, yeah. I think, above any other type of Black people. Uh, I'm including, like, particularly, like the white world. You yeah. know, they because um, you see, like, when they, when you go to like Europe and stuff, and you see the Africans there, the Africans there a lot of times will uh, adopt like hip hop trappings and stuff because they know that like the white girls that they meet there want to see that or want to meet that. So there was this documentary. It was very interesting. It was about uh, racism in Russia. And there's like a hip hop club in Russia, right? I would love to find this link. Yeah. It was years ago I saw this documentary, but it illustrated it well. So these African immigrants were in Russia and they would go to the hip hop club and just hook up with these uh, white Russian girls and smash. But they admitted we don't really know much about hip hop, but they just wore the whole attire. I think the the, the thing was from like the two thousand. So they would have the jerseys on. They had they they, oh, they no. dressed straight out of a hip hop video. And all these white girls were going crazy. And they showed them leaving with the girls and they were interviewing them and they were just having a ball, you know. But I'm sure like they're culturally they're still very African. They might even like, you know, call uh, black american cicadas like you know when they're in private but they were willing to trade in that cultural social capital you know that they get i mean they weren't going there with the shikis you know they, they showed up with, with Jaki, the shikis the white girls right. would be like get the fuck out of here yeah so I, so so i think it's like they get they know that it's a little bit cooler to be associated with black americans they didn't know that it fascinates white people and all that stuff but they still kind of have more they're more willing to pimp the culture out because they because they're getting something from it but secretly they still have a contempt for it you know what you're saying no not just that they're getting something from it but it's not really theirs they're borrowing it it's like if you lend me your car and i'll let i'll say hey anybody want to drive this car like you know i'll, I'll, I'll rent out this car for like five dollars a ride because this is not my car i'm just gonna give it back to you when, I, when i'm done and it'll be all fucked up you know and uh because it's not mine and i think that that's how it is like it's not there i mean all those sites like like world star started by a haitian guy and a lot of those like black gossip blogs are started like by nigerians and all that stuff and then you notice when they cover like a caribbean or african story you know a lot serious. of that ratchetness is gone mm -hmm. I, I i started noticing that you know mm. yeah that's interesting man i never i never um I never looked at it from the angle of black people throughout the diaspora taking advantage of black American culture, idioms, slang, dress, etc. And, you know, kind of using that as a as a thing to uh, I don't want to say prop themselves up, but, you know, just using it as to some type of strategic advantage, whether it's to get women or for financial gain and things like that. And I never really made the angle of like them just kind of looking at themselves outside of it. I always just accepted it kind of, you know, I just accepted it that they considered themselves to be a part of it as opposed to just kind of looking from the outside in and taking advantage of it. I mean, I think a lot of them, I think it's by design. I think a lot, I think a lot of them present themselves like that. And, you know, like, I don't think it's a mistake. I think a lot of them like mislead 
But I also think too, I think, I mean, we discussed this before when I said, why is uh, Drake rapping not considered cultural appropriation? But the reggae is, and I think to a degree, like I don't think Americans think black people have a culture, really. Like that's something that you could protect. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't think that black Americans think that? Well, a culture that you can protect. As in, like, it's for, it's it's a skin culture. It's not a, like, you know, every other place has, all these other black places have, like, a homeland. Like, mm. Jamaica, Haiti, whereas there's no real black America. It's just a country within a country unofficially, you know? It's not really, like, sovereign. So, people just think of it as something you associate with your skin color, I think, here. Because there's no separate, real, like, country no. that you can call black America. I think one of the, the, the things about culture is you have the ability to distinguish those that are truly inside of the culture versus those that are outside of the culture and appropriate it. So I, I think in that degree, well, in that respect, there is a, a sort of shaming mechanism that black Americans utilize when we find out people are fake. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of, just kind of wearing black American culture. Oh, but we're so welcoming though. We're so welcoming for people. Yeah, to yeah do that's that. the thing. Very welcoming. Cast a wide cast a wide net. Yeah, but when you piss them off, man, they get no, you. But, no, but you know what I'll I mean? Give you, I'll like, give you a good example. Watching Atlanta, there was a scene in season two. Have you guys seen season two? Yeah. Okay. There's a scene where Darius. Ern is driving with Darius in a car, and then it comes up in conversation that Darius is Nigerian. Ern is like, you're Nigerian? And he's like, yeah. But <laughs> because he's got the drawl, he sounds Southern, he dresses like them. They never knew he was Nigerian. Yeah. Like, Ern, Ern never did. You know, like, season two, he finds out. But he blends in, like, you know, seamlessly. Yeah. You know? So, he's actually, uh, they found out that he's the first generation Nigerian-American, that his parents are Nigerian. Wow. And I thought that was a very good, subtle commentary. And then at the end of the season, he brings up again being Nigerian. Yeah. And he talks about something that shows that he views things a little bit differently being Nigerian. But 90% of the episodes, you don't know. He's a chameleon. He blends in. And I thought that was a very um, interesting That's little commentary that they did. Yeah, yeah. Those are some smart guys yeah, on that I, show, man. They really are. Y yeah. The writers, I mean. Yeah, I, I thought that was a very good... They don't beat you over the head with this. It's easy to miss. Yeah. I forgot he was Nigerian again. Mm, that's real, That's an interesting little um, tidbit that they added there. Yeah, yeah. I never would have guessed that at all. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a very interesting thing that they that they put in. And then they didn't bring it up again until the final episode. You know what's interesting? Um, and I just thought about that as, this, as we were talking. You know, as, as much ire as he drew for going back to drake for the blackface thing i don't think i think people were more um i don't know outraged is the right term but they certainly were more talking more about the whole child with the with the porn star situation as opposed to the blackface you had some that were upset about the blackface but nowhere near as as much as i as i assumed that it mm. would be because i thought that was going to be yeah. the big thing you know well the drake getting a porn star pregnant it's such a drake thing to do I, I, so i'm I, i'm surprised that anybody's surprised by that it seems like such a drake thing sipping on yeah, the porn that, that's, star. that's what i was thinking because we've always commented about his sloppy dating habits and shit like yeah. that like why yeah. would anyone be surprised by that there's a, there's this book on uh, no more mr nice guy and it's all about <laughs> nice guys with a capital ng and it's like this um book about how like a lot of guys are like passive aggressive nice guys and they have this thing called a covert contract with uh girls they talk to or date and mm -hmm. a covert contract is like you make a contract with somebody 
but you don't explicitly say what the contract is. So, you know, the contract is, I'm going to pay for your tuition and do all this stuff. And then you're going to have sex with me later. And then they don't tell the people the covert contracts. They just do this stuff or, you know, I'm going to get rich. And then you're going to uh, realize you're wrong and sleep and sleep with me. And then you know, they, they get rich and like nothing happens. And then they get mad at the people for breaking the covert contract. And a lot of his songs are just like that. Like, you know, it's like, That's interesting. you know, I did this for you and you didn't do this back. That's a key component of simpery and a lot of the violent reaction. And I don't even really mean physical violence a lot of times. I mean like emotional violence and the outbursts and shit like that, like what Drake does in his songs. That's what we call like, I was reading something and they call that, a, there's two types of betrayal in relationships. There's betrayal of trust, which is, you know, intimate betrayal, a partner, someone that you trust with money or your feelings, you know, marriage when your wife or your spouse uh, has an adulterous affair or whatever, that's a betrayal of trust. But then the second type is a betrayal of expectation. So it goes into what you just talked about, T, where you do the covert contract. So the betrayal of expectation, you do this for this person, you've given them financial aid, uh, you were there for them when they went through whatever emotional turmoil they went through. They don't reciprocate it in a way that you thought that they should, given your your input to their, you know, whatever their situation was, your positive input to whatever their situation was. So then you have a violent reaction because there was a betrayal of your expectation. Now, the person is not obligated to reciprocate what you placed onto them because there's no reason for them to do that. Whereas with the betrayal of trust, you know, it was a mutual thing back and forth. Both of you were yeah. invested. The betrayal of expectation is one so, so way. The, the, the betrayal of expectation is more like that covert contract and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a one-sided affair. Like in your mind, it's supposed to go this yeah. way, but there was never anything explicitly stated as far as, hey, I'm going to do this for you and you're going to do this for me. Yeah, he just left it all. And a lot of his songs, a lot of his songs have that theme. A lot like of his he, songs are like that. Yeah, you know. And then he like kind of put the girl on blast. Like I know there was like one yeah. girl that worked at like Hooters or something, <laughs> and I guess she didn't like uh, treat him the way he he wanted or expected, and he like put her on blast. And, and see, those are like the little things about him that I, that I just like. It just all added up to me. Just never really. I was like, you know, this, he's not. I don't understand the fascination with him. I don't understand his popularity because like. Uh, those type of people like him, you know, people kind of shy away from people like that. Like you, you kind of on the outside because you know you're not really you, you're not socially adept. You know they're not. But this but this generation, I mean, you see on Twitter like how these people they just leak nudes all the time for no reason. Sometimes yeah. the person even doing anything to them. Like, like, like sometimes like a guy I see on Twitter all the time a guy has sex with a girl and then for no reason he'll be like, yeah, she's a hoe and blow up everything. And then, yeah. and then like, you know, I'm going to expose, you know, they did like that, that mean girl stuff and they'll like leak the girl's nudes. And it's like, dude, yeah. this girl trusted you. Or even just basic DMs. Like they showed, you know, some type of mild interest in, in a DM. And then they'll just show screenshots of the DM. Like, yeah, you were yeah. trying to get at me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck? What, you see, what, you what is that with that all about? Too nowadays with the, with the females, like guys coming in their DMs, shooting their shot. And then they, like, they just put them on blast, like, uh, nigga, no. This on blast culture that, there that you go, on we blast have. culture. 